This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornesters beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rapp. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches college football history we may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight brought to you by sand hills global on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com all right everybody we are back again it is the drive on 93.7 the ticket and we are all back in the studio together hey ad it's good to see you raf nation has returned has returned my man has returned that's chris raf seven on twitter by the way (laughs) (laughs) i gotta catch up with nick i mean he's like a a national twitter mogul right now no i'm not no i am not yes you are everything you post viral Viral. It was not. It's Viral. not everything. Everything I, there's, there's you post. Been, there's been a couple in the last couple couple weeks. I mean, you're on a hot streak. Yeah, the the Bill Bush one really really took, took off. off. That took was off. good. Yeah, though, that that one was a quick one. I mean, that was good. I mean, I wait. Quick. I wait to be tagged in something so I can. Sorry, I should have just randomly tagged. Yes, you, yes. And they'd be like, "Who's this?" That they click on. Chris <laughs> Raph's not even in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, no, nah, it's. Uh, yeah, we, we eclipsed the thousand mark, so we're chilling. We're that a fine. boy, that a boy. But you're close. One day, You'll one get day. There. Well, Ralph, tell the folks again who maybe missed the. Uh, um, yeah, Mark is going to get pissed off. We'll talk about that in a sec. We'll, we'll, we'll fill you back in on that because my blood is still kind of boiling. Still man. boiling. Yeah. So, first of all, Ralph, tell us experience in Bama, man. What was what was the what was just something that stood out to you the most? Oh, uh, I think that stood stood out to me is. The, the way, the reverence that they have for Nick Saban. And, and he went to the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl, yep. yep. Alabama-Auburn. Just, I mean, it's it's crazy just the way, I mean, he's the man. Like, he, they have great players. I mean, they have the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback on their team right now. Mm. And you wouldn't even know that he'd won the Heisman. It is Nick Saban. Mm. When, he's, when he comes out of the locker room, Nick Saban. Do you think Nick wants that? Do you think the production people do that? Ah, oh, man. You know, part of me thinks that... I think Nick kind of wants that, but mm-hmm. just I would go the other way. I, you know, I don't know. You would say no, but then you're, but then you're like, he has control of everything that's taking place in that state yeah. stadium. That's true. Yeah. So it's like, how much longer do we think he has at coaching? Seventy-two right now. Mm-hmm. Three more years. Oh. 
I'd, he, I'd he, say five. I would say three to five. Yeah. I would say no more than five, though. Yeah. I mean, because he's 72. You figure if it's five more years, that's 77. Nick's got some – Nick's enjoys the golf course. He enjoys yeah. his boat. Uh, it's kind of like what? how much more do you want to keep going? Well, I'm, I'm thinking you know? like, I mean, not that go, – go another three years, maybe you win two more national titles. But yeah. maybe one of these years when you after you win it, maybe you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go out just like that. My work here is done. No, no reason to, no reason to do anything else. Yeah. I don't think you want to be a Joe Paw and be to the point you're relegated to yeah. the press box. And even Bobby Bowden, God rest his soul. I mean, you got to the point to where you become like a boxer who's past their time. Yeah. And it's like, are you even, are you just a figurehead now? Or are you coaching? Yeah. You know. So I don't know. But right now, I'm mean, the guy is 72 years old. Yeah. And, and mean, he's he's still operating at a high level, man. Yeah. Pre-gaming, what was that like, man? Were the Auburn-Alabama fans cool? Was there some like, hey, don't mess there with There wasn't a ton of Auburn fans there, so it, it was just Alabama people. Yeah. And yeah. they have really, really cool tailgating. They have this thing called the quad, I think it is, and it's like you have, they like line out the night before to put their tents in. Yeah. It's just so it's so spread out. Like, we, we camped on the premises, and we were a mile and a half away from the stadium. You were that far out still. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. I felt like I felt like Dan walking. My in. brother Daniel walking, walking it in, and walking from a mile and a half to save twenty five bucks on gas. I mean, on a parking spot, yeah. right? So the first <laughs> the first night we got there, there's a there's a wing place. It's like Buffalo Phil's, the best wings probably in the world. So we we wanted to go there. So we decided, oh, mile and a half, that won't be a bad walk. We walked there. I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. We, yeah. We Ubered back, but they have a really really good shuttle system. I mean, they yeah. bam 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 bam. It was. How big is Tuscaloosa? The last time I was there was probably 15 years ago, though. You know, I'm not even I'm not even sure how it, how big it is. It's I know that stadium's gigantic. Yeah, good it Lord. was ma- I do remember that it was a massive yeah. stadium. You know, it's going to be crazy, guys. When Nick Saban does decide to hang up the the whistle, and and it's probably going to be Dabo Sweeney who who fills his void. <laughs> um, a lot of people th- believe it's easy to come in to a to a really good situation. And keep it moving. I would argue that it's it's just as difficult to do so mm. because you have that level that everybody w- within the athletic department, outside the athletic department, is expecting of you right. to maintain that championship level success. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, maybe Davo, 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 Davo <laughs> um, has done that to an extent at Clemson, but nowhere near Alabama. Right? Nowhere right. near Alabama. So you wonder. I mean, once once Dabo goes to goes to Alabama, will he be able to get the assistance like Nick Saban is? Will he be able to recycle through assistance like Nick Saban is? Will people want to go to Alabama continuously like they always do because of who the head coach is? I, I don't I don't see that necessarily happening. Like I, I'm not saying that the very next season Alabama is going to take a nosedive and not even be in the top ten, but down the road there's a way that w- once Nick Saban leaves. Alabama stops becoming so so much of a juggernaut. It feels yeah. like, yeah, because it's it's hard to maintain that success. Whether it's at the FC, I mean, like you think about it on a smaller scale, yeah, North Dakota Nebraska. State, yeah, ex- Nebraska, <laughs> North Dakota State's a great example where it's you're in the FCS level, and once a, once a national championship winning coach leaves to go D one from North Dakota State, it's hard to continue that success. And give credit to a guy like Chris Kleiman because he was able to still elevate it and make his own mark on that national championship winning program. But now it's like you got to continue to pass that baton off, and whoever takes that job next, 
has to maintain that level of success. And I think that's a lot right. more, a lot more, t- uh, lot more difficult than people may think it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Nick, I want to get into, I'm just going to reiterate what I thought about earlier because there were some people that said, you know, I, what did I miss <laughs> when Sip says, <laughs> no, get pissed off, AD. So I think it was uh, disingenuous. Uh, nothing happened to T.O., first of all, dis- disingenuous 10-2. Nothing happened to T.O. What I was simply uh, alluding to was there. there was some, there's been too many comments on social media, and I, I told them, I, I, and these guys know, uh, my radio partners know, I don't comment on negative comments on Twitter. I just don't. I don't even post a ton on Twitter for the most part. I'm, 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 I try to channel Twitter to be informed, to stay informed, um, but I, I'm on there quite a bit just as far as being informed. But there's been a number of them, even on uh, the Journal Star, uh, some comments. I stay out of the comment section as far as commenting on it. I kind of glance, but like, yeah, okay, there's a cesspool of just negativity. You, know, and you need then, a Kevin Durant burner account burner account <laughs> yeah i think there's quite a few folks that we know who have burner accounts <laughs> oh yeah you know just like hmm, okay you're yeah. really defending this but nevertheless <laughs> keep coach osborne's name out your mouth <laughs> you know me and a, 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 another you know abdul muhammad is a number of the former huskers that played for to uh people said well why does they have to kiss the ring of to and that was put in nicely because some of the words they were saying i came to see on air i'm going to tell you this to did not reach out to matt rule matt rule reached out to to okay because it's called reverence and respect. If this was done, and we're just talking about Alabama. If a new coach came in there, I assure you, they'd reach out to Saban out of respect. If you went to Clemson, you'd reach out to Dabble out of simple respect. If you went to a Florida State, God rest a Coach Bowden's soul, in which they did before, you'd reach mm-hmm. out to Bowden out of respect. In Oklahoma, they did the same thing was, with Barry Switzer. I was, I was, well, I, they just did it this other, uh, last season. Brett Venables reached out to Bob Stoops. It's, it's, first it's, first yes. thing he did there was reach out to Bob Stoops. Absolutely. Heck, even Rule reached out to Scott Frost. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but of you course, know what, though? Of course. Even yeah, that's, that's still why. out of respect, though. <laughs> Regardless of how we may feel or not feel about him or fans may feel about him, it's still a call, a courtesy call, if nothing else. So keep Coach Osborne's name out your mouth. That man has done nothing but build a place we're trying to rebuild right now. Yep. Coach Osborne doesn't want the intention ever asked for it. Maybe you disagree with him politically. That's fine. But when you start taking shots at him as a man, you're going to find very few hustlers going to tolerate that BS right there, man. I'm just being honest with you. Keep his name out your mouth. You can say what you want about which things you got going on. But, T.O., I'm going to tell you this. T.O. has been nothing but class. And he says, listen, guys, I'm just an old retired coach. They call him because he's call worthy. Okay? So I want to put that out there. Think what you want about his politics. Leave that man out of your mouth. Because Because my dad, outside of my dad, the most influential man in my life, and I know my former teammates, and even before me and after me, particularly ones he played that played for him, would echo those same sentiments. So that's what we're talking about right now. Uh, Nick, tell me about this, man. Your experience yesterday, okay? Yeah. I mean, this this was a different presser. It was. Tell me your experience. Matt, Matt Rule captivated the room. I mean, that, that, that's that's how it is. And I went in with this... I did not want to come away overhyping the presser. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I wanted to. Did you have a suit and tie on? I did not. Did I? Yeah. No. Okay. Just checking. I did not. Um, a lot of the a lot of the news people did, but I I did not because I wasn't on camera. I mean, I I've been sent a couple pictures where I'm in the background now, but I I saw I, I saw Foreman had his three piece sweatsuit on. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, well, so I, I sent Jay, so Jay was getting interviewed by the Huskers Radio Network, and I sent him a picture, I go, oh, big man on campus, <laughs> he, and, and stuff, but, and then he had a choice reply for me, but anyway, um, here's, so, here, here's, here's what I'll say, here's what I'll say about yesterday, I want to go in a different direction real quick, and say, with Trev Alberts, 
one thing that I have noticed ever since he got here is it's been about communication. It's been about the process. It's been about details. Mm-hmm. It's never about this is the st- the blank standard is to win this many games. Right. The it's it's never been about that. It's never been. I mean, obviously, it is behind the scenes, and at the end of the day, it is about wins and losses. But when you think about what Trev Alberts talks about every single every single time he talks about Nebraska, and every single time he talks to the public, it's we're going to be aligned, we're going to have trust, we're going to have communication, we're going to be there for each other, and we're going to we're going to take take part in every single detail that it, we need to do. Every single thing that we need to take part in, we're going to have it. We're going to do it to the fullest of, of our ability. And we're, we're, we might fail, but it's not going to be we're, we're not going to fail because of a lack of effort. Mm-hmm. And when you look at maybe Scott Frost, you could argue that you failed because of lack of effort mm-hmm. and because you didn't go 100% as a staff, as a coach, right? And that's where the lack of wins and, and the, the plethora of losses came into account. Yesterday, one thing that you noticed was, number one, that that's really awesome to hear because then you get a guy like Matt Rule come up and it's exactly the same as what Trev Alberts preaches, just worded differently and more thorough, right? Is because you have, um, I mean, Matt Rule straight up, he, he the, the, the word of the day, hardworking. The, the word of the day was hardworking, and and process oriented. I mean, that, that's who that's who we we realized Matt Rule was yesterday. Right. And it's hard not to get behind a guy like that. It's hard not to support a guy like that when right the backbone of Nebraska has been these these hardworking blue collar type of people. Mm-hmm. And now you feel like you might have that in not only an athletic director but also a head coach. Mm-hmm. Now, th- that means nothing for, for what happens on Saturdays. That means nothing for how the outcomes of games are, are played out because at the end of the day, you need to win a game. You right. need to win on Saturdays. But it for the, for the first time now, it feels like both Trev Alberts and the head coach are aligned in what needs to happen and how you need to operate on a daily basis in order for it to work, mm-hmm. in, or, in order to find success. Now, does the does the does the back half, does the latter end of it, the success part come into play? Who knows? We'll never know till August. Um, but without overhyping it too much, I think that was a a big takeaway for me is that every single time you hear Trev Alberts speak, it's about the same things. What's best for the University of Nebraska to give, you know give us the best opportunity to be successful and 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 basically, I mean, obviously, enjoy the people that we work with, mm-hmm. and it's it's trust the process. Take take note of the minor details. Take care of the little things, and and then eventually we can worry about the big things, which is is wins on Saturdays. You know, um, we got we got sound bites too. We're gonna play those maybe probably in the second hour. Start with that. We want to get some input from you guys though. Let me get to Raph as, as well. Uh, we're leaving a text line open. Text what you got to say. The text line is definitely going crazy. A lot of text, but also feel free to give us a call on the Honda of Lincoln hotline four two four six four five six eight five. I don't know why I look at the dang sign all the time. Guys, I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Uh, or text us on the starter him <laughs> text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Sound off. We want to know what your thoughts uh, were yesterday. Your input. Your opinions on the pressure yesterday. There was it was a big day uh, in, in regards to Nebraska football. You know, as far as that going, athletics. A lot of things took place. There's a changing of the guard. Um, 
in a new direction, if you would, a new direction. And like I said, uh, Raph, what, what was your thoughts on it, man, overall? I, I thought it was good. I I thought, you know, what he said is what Nebraska needs right now. I mean, we've got to find a way to get back to dominating the line play. If you have good line play on offense, means you're going you're gonna to get some yards, you're going to get some touchdowns. Defense is the same way. you got good line play, frees up your linebackers. Mm-hmm. Puts less pressure on your defensive backs covering if you have pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, it it means absolutely nothing until it's it's proven out to be on the field. Do I think like the hardworking part of it? I have no doubt he's a grinder. And yeah, he made yeah. it clear yesterday that his his passion for for coaching is you know it's back and he's he's ready to go and. He also made the comment too about he could be out on the golf course making the same exact amount of money. That that was the part that stuck out to me because Bubba asked me this or, or asked this on the text line. Nick, did your hesitation about rule diminish? Because I had a little hesitation yesterday, mm-hmm. guys. And I wouldn't say that it diminished, but I, I just wanted more information, mm-hmm. I, and it cleared a couple things up. And part of it was the financial. Part of it was the financial aspect for me because, and I know Jake was the same way because he and I had that conversation yesterday at the press conference. Is we knew, and I had heard this last Friday. I heard last Friday that Matt Rule had declined Nebraska's initial offer, and then Nebraska basically reconvened, and and we didn't think that the deal was going to get done, mm-hmm. and that is when then Nebraska came back with this new offer, and and Matt Rule, I, once again, I found out on Friday had accepted it. And so I thought to myself, well, Nebraska came back and they offered more money. And Matt Rule was like, you know what? I can't turn this down. Their agent mm-hmm. was like, listen, either this year or next year, you're not going to get more than this. Right. Well, so that was that played part into a little hesitation. But then when you realize all these contractional details that are going on with it, within their contract, how much Nebraska's put, chipping in, how much Carolina's chipping in, because you still have all those hurdles to jump through. Mm-hmm. You realize that that reigns true, what Raf just said, that if Matt Rule wanted to be on the golf course and didn't want to coach right now, then he could, and he would earn the same amount of money. Nothing would change. And mm-hmm. once again, it goes back to that hard work and the grinder aspect. Yeah. Because if you wanted to be lazy about it, if you wanted to be lazy for the next 365 days, that's fine. Or for the next rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. But he, he talked. He, yeah, that's true. He talked about taking a year off. Yeah. If you wanted to take, if you wanted to take a year off, you could have made the same exact amount of money yeah. for next year, and you would have gotten a job. You could have been in TV where yeah. you were an analyst that they called in on once a week, and you earned however much money for that just on the side, but you still golf five Urban. days a week. Bingo. Urban Meyer. Bingo. Where he didn't have to do much. Honestly, like Urban, he, he probably preps a little bit, but there's so much knowledge that he can right. just tap into. Yep. It doesn't take a whole lot for them to to prep for those those big shows. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing I will say. With with Matt Rule, I think there was some genuine there there was genuine fit thoughts on when he was talking about in his breakfast nook, talking to Trev Alberts and, and, and his wife, um, Said Matt, this is the happiest I've seen you been. I've seen you in, in years yeah, right. talking about football, mm-hmm. and that there, like I think there was genuine feeling there, right. and, and I think that just talks about how charismatic and how convincing Trev Alberts can be in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, I, on a on a much smaller level, or I should say, grander scale, 
You see Trev Alberts at women's basketball games. You see Trev Alberts at men at football games. You see Trev Alberts in this capacity. You see Trev Alberts in, in small capacity. Like Trev Alberts is a man of many talents yeah. when it comes to relating with people, both very successful and just the common folk. Right. And he he thrives in every single situation that he's he's asked to be in as an athletic mm-hmm. director. It's something. I mean, it is it is fascinating and and really enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. how he how he acts and how he operates on a day to day basis throughout the athletic department, but also in the in the rare occasions where he needs to fire, hire, make a staff change, whatever it may be. Yeah, there, you know the thing about it being a coach today uh, in a, in, a, in a big power five pro in a, in a big program. Uh, I know that what people were talking about, and we're, we'll get more of this later as, as well. I want to put this out there in that I got a number of friends, like all of us do. I have a number of buddies who are, who are, who are coaching right now, uh, who have coached, uh, um, that tell you, AD, it's a business and it's a brutal business at times. And it's a business at times where you get hired to get fired, you know, and it's rough, Mm -hmm. you know, because we have a lot of us have relationships with those guys down there. I mean, from each, from each staff, I've known guys and gotten to know guys pretty well. So what happened yesterday and what may happen, who knows, you know, the next couple of days when you talk about the irons, there's going to be guys uh, looking for jobs who have families to take care of. They'll still get the contracts, things like that. But it's still, you know, you're, you're looking for a new job, a place you've called home for the past four and a half, almost five years. And some of them longer than that. Uh, that just may happen. So I'm always I'm always careful of what I'm saying out there. And I would, I would, I would, I would encourage others to do the same, too. Because when there's people listening to this radio station, what's right now, who may have been fired. The whole state didn't know. You know, your name wasn't plastered all over social media. You know, no, and you're not walking out with people taking cameras you with a box in your hands or something like that. So my thing is show some decorum, you know, uh, some, show people some dignity uh, because those people that are still on that team, on that staff right now, whether they be retained or not, we don't know. Uh, to my thing is this, there's nothing short of those guys that are on, the, on the, mm-hmm. that staff right now have given their all for the past four and a half, five years, man. So I'm never one to, you know, be, you know, to get excited when someone uh, is replaced. I'm just like, I just think if, if you get a thrill out of that, or something like that, I understand there's preferences, yes. Mm-hmm. There, and there's things that have to change. I get that. I get no uh, satisfaction out of seeing somebody uh, uh, being, you know, um, um, plastered out their lowest point in their lives. You know, even when Scott was left, all the things that were going on in the background – you never heard me say anything on radio. I've never said anything on social. Because to me, it's like, you know what? That could be me. You know, I was looking for my situation. However, they get into this business knowing that comes with it. So it's not like you just get into like, oh, I didn't know what's going to happen. No, when you get into a school like Nebraska, man, you are, this is a whole different level. All your privacy is gone. And particularly if you're the head guy, your privacy is gone. You live in a glass house. You live in a fishbowl. So if you do that, be careful with the stones you're going to throw at somebody else. You I'm know. assuming now we'll know every place that um, Coach Rule has dinner at every, every Oh, night. where he did last can, night. Can we, okay, here's the deal. Can we please just talk about – somebody asked, you know, how different was the feel from, you know, Scott Frost's introductory press conference and Matt Rule's. I would also – I mean, times have changed. Leadership has changed a little bit. You had Bill Moose prior. You had now – I mean, Trev Alberts. Um, Nebraska knows how to throw an introductory press conference. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real. Yeah. I mean – they they knew we walked into so we walked into the Hawks at twelve thirty they let us in or whatever, and you had the balloons and you had the lights and you had all the side sessions and you had the radio network going up above, um and you had all the seats laid out perfectly you had all the 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 pyrotechnics and the the lights on, and it was like 
all right, like this feels like the like they're truly trying to begin the new era, mm-hmm. the the start of something new, right. and it also it felt as as time went on and the more and more people began to show up, there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there, and the more and more people that showed up and and the bigger names that showed up, I like, kind of sat back and I I made the realization like. They truly believe that this is the guy. Mm-hmm. Like they they are all in on this this guy being the one to develop Nebraska and get them back to being successful. Whatever whatever successful is, whatever relative belief you want to have with that. I, it, that's just where I'm at. Um now with all that being said, it all needs to come to fruition on Saturdays next fall. I mean, that's, that's this has gonna, nothing to do with anything right now. But I couldn't figure out what this plastic bag was in my pocket. <laughs> Bro, you got a poop bag. It's a poop bag from walking my dog. I was like, "What is this poop Man, bag?" You got a doing? poop bag. <laughs> Louis. Where is Louis? It's a wolf. You got to bring treat walk. <laughs> you got to bring Louis in one of these. Louis days. sleeping. He's actually been in before, but it was when he about got killed at the. I, at the, I know. Yeah. I know. I knew about that. Yeah, freaking. Uh, Pitbull about took my dog's neck off. Louis like, nah, we ain't going to the ticket, man, because the last one went to the but ticket. But Louis, Luke could chill in here. Yeah, he would chill in here. He's like, he looks like Tom Rappin right now, but just, <laughs> but just gray. Louis got a big old butt. Oh yeah, <laughs> Louis got a big old butt, doesn't he, Rav? He's got some base. He's got some base. He's, stir- he's sturdy. Yeah, he's very sturdy. He, he, he I will, know he's built like he a will run, He will run the ISO yeah. with, with with glee. The I Oklahoma think he's got drill. some eligibility left too. So. Yeah. Coach Rule, if you're looking for a fullback, <laughs> yeah, did yeah. I say fullback next year? <laughs> so did I, I did, say fullback? I, I did hear that though. Did I hear fullback? Yeah, I did hear that a little few times yesterday. Though. I was, I was, lear- I was. So this is how I spent my uh, Monday night. I, I watched the 2020 Sugar Bowl uh. between Georgia and Baylor last yeah. night. What'd you see? And so I'm gonna pull that up. Char- Charlie okay. Brewer, Charlie Brewer. There are a couple things that you need to realize when we talk about Matt Rule's 0-11 record against AP teams or AP top 25 teams uh, that year against Baylor in the Big 12 championship game Charlie Brewer their starting quarterback now Matt Rule ran an RPO type of offense in Baylor mm-hmm. and you guys you guys know this better than anybody when you have an RPO kind of offense it, it, you need a sharp decision maker at quarterback because quick, you have yes. to you have to make quick decisions Fast, yes. on the fly and things are are moving. There's a lot of movement pre-snap. Right. There's a lot of movement just going on. You need a, a quick decision maker and a sharp decision maker. So, Nebraska fans, you saw the drop off from Nebraska starting quarterback to their backup quarterbacks this season, right? Now, take that into a, a on a bigger scale. The Big Twelve Championship game in 2020, Charlie Brewer got hurt and got knocked out with a concussion early on in the first quarter. Mm. So then they lost to the Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship. So then they they dropped to eleven and twelve that year. They lost to Oklahoma twice that year. Then in that in that Sugar Bowl, Charlie Brewer starts Oklahoma. Or excuse me, not Oklahoma. Baylor was down at one point seventeen to zero, and they made a, a fourteen point ball game. Or excuse me, a twelve point ball game at one point twenty six to fourteen. Oh wow! So there, like there, there were ways that. I understand that there's records, but you have to kind of look deeper than the records. There were a lot of things that happened, unfortunately. Injuries. There were three in in the first half alone, three blatant pass interference calls where the Georgia defensive back grabbed the undershirt of the the Baylor wide receiver and yanked it. You could see the shirt, and they didn't call it. 
and that was on some deep patterns that that Charlie Brewer was going to connect with mm. to their to their their wide receivers. Uh, uh, Denzel Mims was his name, and Ty, Tyquan Thornton as well. So you have to kind of look deeper than just seeing the winless record against some of these AP top twenty five teams because it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. Charlie Brewer was not a hundred percent in that Sugar Bowl, um, and, and so. I think when we look deeper, though, also there's a lot of recruiting classes that aren't sexy under Matt Rule, but you also kind of see of how he developed them. Yep. And Nebraska, they're in a spot right now as a program. You hope and pray that you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Yeah. And and before you can worry about maybe knocking off teams that you're not supposed to beat, you have to consistently win games against teams that are below your level without playing down to their level. Mm, and, and so far, that's what Matt Rule's done. And maybe at a place like Nebraska, where it might be easier to win than a place like Baylor or Temple, then maybe at a place like Nebraska, he's going to be able to take it to that next level of, if he surrounds himself by with the right guys now, that is, take it to the next level where he's able to change that record. Well, think maybe. about this, y'all. We're going to know right away game one. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because you think about this, 2023 schedule. Minnesota. You got Minneapolis. You got at Boulder, which has been fall, but they got a new coach coming in. Then you got Northern Illinois. You got La Tech. Then you got Michigan, Illinois, Northwestern, mm-hmm. Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa. So what I'm simply saying is August 31st, yeah. you're going to get a pretty good assessment where you're at. So so unnamed texter says Georgia had no interest in being that Sugar Bowl. Yep, look deeper. I would argue and say they had no interest being in the year before when they felt like they should be in the playoff in 2019. In 2020, it was going to be Jake Fromm's last game. They had DeAndre Swift, James Cook, Zamir White, and George Pickens was a true freshman leading their team in receiving. Mm. And the reason I know that is because in that game, the, the broadcasters talked about how Kirby Smart told them earlier that week that in 2019, they did not want to be in that Sugar Bowl, but they wanted to be in the 2020. They didn't feel like they earned the opportunity to play in the playoff in 2020. They felt like they put, were earned the opportunity in 2019. So I will look deeper, and Boom. There's, there's the rebuttal to that. So they did have interest in 2020 when they were ranked fifth playing number seven Baylor. In 2019, they did not have interest because they felt like they earned a spot in the playoff. So, Nick, you're sort of like um, Thomas Fedone. You know, I saw he, he was watching old Temple video. Hey, yeah, I did see that Temple in, Nor- in Notre Dame. I saw that. Mm. So He went way back then. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Check- checking out those tight ends. You know, folks, we got a lot still to unpack. Uh, to, to unpack. We'll be, un- heck, we'll be unpacking all week as far as – heck, we'll be unpacking all offseason uh, as far as that goes. <laughs> As far as that goes right now. Nick, mic drop. Chase B. Yeah, no, national title Bam. or bust at Georgia, dot, 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 says the unnamed texter. Okay. Well, we're going to go through a lot. <laughs> I think we got, a, what, a longer break this time? Yeah, Is yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we, we, I want to get through a lot of your texts. Like, and again, you guys are free to, uh, free to uh, give us a call. Again, on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, let us know what your thoughts are. 402-464-5685. Or send us a text. We're going to be reading a lot of texts and getting your insight on what happened yesterday here in Nebraska football land. 402-464-5685. That's the Starheimer text line. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. 
<clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops.